Hello and welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we get to review and talk about Power Pro Wrestling's altered egos. And uh, if there's any other wrestling news that happened this past week, we'll talk about it. Maybe, you know, a new someone leaving AEW for WWE. Who knows? But we'll get into it. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the model. Here you're saying database, Corey Mack. Yes, I am a model. Me and Charlie Avell. We have some interesting shoots coming up. <laughs> Together? Well, then maybe we'll model some, uh, you know, winter clothing oh. as we're getting into the uh, latter part of the year. You know, you got to know what to buy, so you have to have two good-looking hunks telling you what the fuck to buy. And I'm sold already, even before you even show the photos. I'll just wait till you see my turtleneck game. <laughs> and the marquee of No So Entertainment, Mike Booble. You know, a wise man once said that all underwear are edible if you're man enough. Well, uh, challenge accepted. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. You know, I'm going to set that one out. Okay. That's, I like gonna... to put mine on the grill with some barbecue sauce. <laughs> Calm down, JR. God <laughs> damn. I mean, the slobber knocker. I prefer my fruit of the loom with uh, honey mustard. I mean, uh, the main event mustard, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, main event mustard. I thought you were going to get all poo pooey and ask for some great poupon. <laughs> no. Well, hold on, hold on. Oh, hold on. Way off topic. Did you know that barefoot wine is the official wine of the NFL? I think it's lame as fuck that the NFL has enough. God, what a redneck ass sport! <laughs> Jesus Christ. I figured it'd be I, some some wine. I rec- I reckon. If you want wine, you want Bigfoot wine. <laughs> God, I don't even Joe, like wine. That is some bottom ass shelf wine. Uh, Joe, I'm gonna need you to walk us into uh, Powell's altered ego event, much like you're that football player from the Cleveland Browns. You know, on one yeah, knee, on got it. On a cart. Yeah, I can't be bothered to learn his fucking name because he's a pro football player. <laughs> Nick Chubb. <laughs> Chubb. Well. Bob Beck quite the ass on him. I just gotta say this. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, what are you watching, by the way, Corey? So you can. Uh, I'm watching yeah. an old compilation, um, a DVD, the DVD VR board, uh, back about 15 years ago. Made a whole bunch of best of the 80s sets for companies, and I'm watching best of the WWF 1980s. And um, it's Sergeant Slaughter against Mr. Junk in the Trunk, Bob Backlund himself. My God. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. Wait, are you saying that Bob Blackham is the original Mr. Assman? I He could be. He's got the qualifications. He's granddaddy ass? Just, he's granddaddy ass, yes. Good God. Bob Blackham do a scissor me daddy ass. Well, let's talk about Pow Pro Wrestling's altered egos, shall we? Another fantastic night. 
at World Pies as we start the show off with the uh, tea party with one Mr. Ulala. As uh, I thought you turned, you, you came around, you know? No, I'm out. Oh, he's out? Okay. Mark's been out for a long time. Mm. Oh, no, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, now, here's a guy. Um, as he uh, hosts the tea party that was supposed to be for Caden, but Caden was, you know, he's going to be there when he wants to show up. So King Naja comes out and. You know, Mr. Ulala at the last show said, hey, he might have something that he would offer to Caden. And what Mr. Ulala offers is a manager's license and for Caden to host the tea party for next month's show. You know, that Mr. Ulala, he's a good guy. Stand up guy. I see how this is going to play. Uh, unlike that, uh, no good Brian's in. Who gets oh, uh, a few That's blue. true. That, you know that's what? True. As he should. Hashtag justice for Caden. As he should. As King Naja accepts this. As um, next month at Power Pro Wrestling's next show, it would be Caden Cassidy hosting or in control the Tea Party. Our uh, pre-show match was Rashad, Rashad Tyson defeating Marcus Eriks. Corey, yeah. I know you missed out on it. You know, I know you talked about last week on how you're going to try to make this stuff. But... As usual, I, as, a, as, a, as a model, I'm fashionably late. All right. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Eriks, I believe, debuted at baseball, correct? Is that when we match. first saw him like wrestle his first match? Yeah, yeah. He debuted that show prior to, but it was to help uh, Funny Bone. But yeah, his first match was at Baseball, and then this was second match. It was a fun match between the two. Tyson was hilarious in the fact that he was he's one of those like he's that he was playing the role of like put me down, and then he just gets dropped, and then they do the same move next time. It's like don't put me down. Yelling every you know every time you could yell something he would. It was pretty yeah. funny to watch, in that go. like comedic heel way of just you know let me down, you know I don't want to wrestle anymore. Quit trying to do that, you know. It was fun. It was a good match though between the two. Um, our first match of the show was Doctor Cleaver and King Naja defeating Zeb Saint and Nathan Fox. King Naja, the you know the uh, the funny guy. He was the mercenary tonight. He was, you know, straight face. He didn't want none of your shit tonight for this match. Yeah, this was look I, like I said up here. This to me, this was a weird night. There was just a weird kind of ambiance. And World Pies on Friday, at least I thought. There were some visibly annoyed wrestlers, a little cranky. There were some cranky-ass fans. Um, it was just a weird, weird flow. and it, it stood out to me starting in this match. It never really let up the whole night. It also helped that uh, you did have a uh, first-timer near you. and uh, Oh, yes. 
decided to drink every, every, you know, something every match, and by the main event, she was leaning on you. But when she wasn't making out with her boyfriend, yes. Uh, <laughs> that seems oh. to happen to Corey a lot. It just <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I mentioned that to the producer when we were leaving, but how every show we go to, Corey, you always get like the girl, the the drunk girl, like what's going on? Who's these I, people? Yeah, I don't know how that happens, but it's it's my lot in life. First of all, perfectly nice couple, really really friendly. Uh, no no disparaging comments at all. Just yeah, it was interesting to listen to them uh, as they're going. This is obviously their first ever wrestling event. First time ever seeing wrestling. Um, so that was kind of fun, actually. Just listen to them and kind of, you know, she'd ask questions and I would answer them. Uh, okay, Faith, brother. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll that she had a lot of questions during one particular match. Which we could, <laughs> uh I wonder but, which one. Yeah. Um, did you, in fact, let her know that Bret Hart is always right? Yeah. I, I, I schooled her on how Bill Goldberg is a, is a terrible <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you Did you guys see that thing I sent you earlier? Which one? The clumsy Bill? The It's where Goldberg kicks Bret, but he's dancing. To, yeah. Fucking like some boy no. band or something. It's hilarious. No, it it, but, it uh no, it didn't come through. Oh, so so the nine was it the nineties show nineties one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that that vanished. Oh. So once once like I saw it, it I just saw like it just po- posted like a line from you, and then that was it. And then you click on the link, and it's like we're sorry, we're. Oh, gone. that's a bummer. Um. Cleaver wins with a sit-down powerbomb, but after the match, though, they uh, decide to uh, attack one Zeb by putting his arm in a chair, and then uh, um, Cleaver jumping off the second rope and stomping on the chair. On the chair. Yeah. Uh, you know, as a as a practicing medical physician, I can only assume he was just out of anesthesia. Uh, my guess is he was drumming up business because it's slow this time of year. Well, he should, he should move to Cleveland, then. They got some injuries there they can help out with. Oh, Jesus. Our schedule's a little um, weak. Give me that chair. <laughs> um, I know I know that uh, one Cleaver did chloroform uh, Tyson. That's why he couldn't help out on the, uh, you know, trying to save Zeb. But it was a good match between the two. Um. I will say Zeb, he, he tried to do like a top rope move and he kind of missed it, but he saved it by doing like the, the jump in the ring and do a little like rope swanton, what Eddie used to do. That was a pretty good recovery. Yeah, pretty good it was recovery. a nice recovery. Because sometimes when that happens, you just don't, you know, nobody will make that recovery or just be like, uh. Didn't go out and try to do the exact same move again, but instead just yeah. compromised and did a slightly different move. Yes, except. Yes. You passed the test, Zeb. Our next match, it's uh, a number one contendership for the PAL title, as it's Chris Brady versus Jaden. So going into it, we this was going to be our, you know, we were all hyped and for the, our match of the night. I remember that from last week. It was a great match. 
but I will say it now. It wasn't my match of the night. Uh, it was a little, there were times where it was a little off. Uh, I think Chris Brady lost some of his superpowers when he had to shave his head. Or the, uh, his, or, he has new outfits, the, the, uh, the wrestling tight overalls instead of the yeah. airbrush real ones. Yeah. Um, the match though ends in a time limit draw. And, uh, so once, once they called the, we have five minutes left or three, you know, I was like, Oh, draw. Yep. Me and Corey, we both looked at each other and went draw. You know what's, I was like, okay, so what, what's the, what's the gimmick? What's the storyline coming out of the draw? Like, what are they going to do? And I got to be honest, I thought he did a good job. I was not expecting what they did do. So, uh, major points. As after the match, um, Jonas comes out and pulls Jaden out and DDTs him on the, on the outside, not on the, uh, apron on the outside. And then uh, Zicky the Dice comes out. To me, was like, "What?" Yeah. Oh yeah, she she couldn't understand what was happening here. He, he just did that on the floor. <laughs> and then uh, Zicky Dice comes out and attacks Chris Brady, chucks him out of the ring. Zicky gets on the mic and says that that this is his era, and uh, he wanted to you know he wanted to throw a party, so he you know. Tries to call, call out Brother Levi, and nobody comes out until a uh, pretty Charlie Avail comes out, and uh, Zicky tells Charlie that he can join the uh, Zicky Empire. Outlandish Enterprises. Yep. But he's got to as, Watch his mouth. Um. Charlie uh, says, "You know what? I have a gift for you." And everyone's like, "Hmm, interesting." He goes to the back and he brings out one Brother Levi. Joe, explain uh, what's up with Brother Levi. This was actually a shoot. That he was running behind, or he was just running late, as he said that he just got to the uh, stinky Eugene Airport, had to finally get driven from there to World Pies. So he was still in Crocs and his like and you know gym the... shorts. Uh, um, this was good stuff. Yep, but. Zicky wanted a party, so he had a uh, he had a gift for one Levi Shapiro, and that would be a title match for the Wrestling to Regret YouTube title, because that title's been hurting Zicky's Twitch views, his YouTube views, all that. So that title has been uh, slowing him down. So that we uh, come cumbersome. To this world yep so he, he got tired of it so he wants to have a match with Z- with brother Le- levi and they do have a match but they make it a uh, a street fight and zicky lays down and brother levi gets the pin for the one two three and your new wrestling with regret youtube champion now you forget there was a very special guest referee oh so- yes out tons of stuff here. I apologize. As a uh, special guest referee was one Mr. Ulala, looking dapper as always. Mm. And Levi, Levi couldn't believe his good fortune. He was taking so long. Ziggy, as laying down, had to yell at him. Hurry up and pin me before I change my mind. 
Now, I, I just need to bring something up here. For months on this podcast, yeah. I had to listen to you two jabronis mm-hmm. just take shots at no entertainment's favorite tag team, the Hammer Brothers, because Sluggo wasn't wearing a referee's outfit. Uh, what the entire fucking nation was Ula La wearing? Because it wasn't a ref outfit. Oh, that was a ref outfit. It was a dapper uh-huh. version. It was the uh-huh. blue shirt that they wear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was, it was dapper. Not my fault he's got more uh, fashion sense, and I should know, I'm a model, yeah. than uh, referee Buddy, Buddy, um, uh, Buddy, Buddy, Ruth. Buddy Ruth. Yeah, but Babe Ruth, Candy Bar, whatever his name is. He's got more fashion sense Hate than it. that guy and the other skinny tall one. It's not my fault. I mean... That skinny tall one or, uh, had some um, <clears throat> missteps in that Chris Brady Jaden match, but uh, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Old <laughs> Benjamin. Anyway. Anyway. Mr. Ulala awesome. has a, a present, a gift for uh, Zicky as he goes to the back and he brings out cake. Pocket yeah, Cornette could have told you this is a mistake. It's a mistake. Brought the cake out, but the Blanchards come from behind and sneak attack Ulala and shove the cake in his face. Bubba, he's such a scam. You know, it, the the heart and soul of Blanchard country, really. And uh, he couldn't, he couldn't resist. It's a, it's just something you do. I mean, did Ulala learn nothing from MIA? Misfits in action. You, you don't bring oh. out cake. What misfits in action? No, no, this ain't the. No, we're not. We're not going back to that. Okay, that's oh. nom flashbacks for me. Yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant Loco. <laughs> so next, it's a. Um, as uh, Drexel then comes out and cuts a promo about how he's going to cut uh, Charlie's face and wear it as a mask to Funny Bone's birthday next month. Like, I don't know what this was about, but maybe they were trying to kill time or maybe it was just a miscue. But the the ring announcer started like announcing the next match and she was telling you who was sponsoring it. And then nothing happened and she looked confused and then his music started. So then we thought, oh, it's that match, but then he just cut a promo, and then he left. But then, no, he just cuts a promo. So wait a minute, Joe. Are you saying that Drexel's going to take his face off? You know, I'm okay with, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of face-off, so. And then, you know, the sequel's going to happen soon, so it's a work in progress, you know? Is this the sequel starring Drexel and Charlie Avell? No, I hear I, I hear at least Nick Cage will find a way to come back. So, and he's okay with that. If anything is true in life, it is surely that <laughs> you can't get rid of that fucker for nothing. So our next thing it was a lie detector test, as if uh, with Jonas and the Flaming Aces, and if Jonas tells the truth, he gets the five thousand dollar bounty that he uh, put out for them that the Flaming Aces won off of them. Off of him a couple months ago. However, if he lies, the Flaming Ace gets any type of match that they want with them. 
Joe, I got first off. I gotta say, I don't think that doctor was legit. Yeah, you don't think so? No. First of all, coming out to Doogie Hauser's theme song though, nice touch. It it really was. But uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, I think she was a plant. That's what I think. You you, you don't say. I never was. You, you think chicanery was abound? Oh, I think multiple chicaneries were all over the board on this one. As you I, know, every I mean, it's just Jonas though. Like, if Jonas tells me the sky is blue, it's probably fucking pouring rain. Yeah, can't well, trust the sky for nothing. It's true. He can't be trusted. He's he's no good. Well, he was answering the questions, and it looked like he was getting them all wrong. And then uh, on the last question, you know, he had enough, and then he pushed the doctor into the corner, and then the Flaming Aces went to, uh, you know, push him off. And then she low-blowed them. Kind of. And then... uh, Oh, not all her fault, though. They were... They were standing awkwardly, and she had to, like, outwards punch inside. It was weird. Uh, she did the best she could. Um, and then they uh, beat up uh, Tyson, and Jonas beats up the Fleming Aces. They handcuff Scott to the uh, corner. or Well, they tried to. The, the handcuff did break, but I'll give it to Scott because he... Uh, you know, kept his wrist there and kept it going, like covering up the, you know, the break, which, you know, s- you know, smart move there. And then they uh, shave a portion of uh, Perez's uh, hair. Oh, damn. Then the uh, flaming. Huh? Part of me would think that a hair. Wrap so the New York Yankees are just sh- shaving their head. But the Jeremy. Jono dude doesn't have any hair Yeah So that's impossible but what they do is They make a uh, Match for next week Or next month's show and it's going to be the uh, Super aces of the Of uh, the Flaming Aces And Jaden taking on the Jeremy of uh, Jonah and I want to say the His golden boys the golden boys To a $10,000 street Fight match next month Damn. Our next match was a Devil's Playground match, as it oh. was Drexel defeating Charlie Avell. Yeah. yeah, this is my match of the night. Yeah, <laughs> but oh yeah, this was fun. I enjoyed this a great deal. Um, I I warned the couple next to me. <laughs> Because they were gobsmacked and befuzzled over the chicanery that had just happened with a lie detector test at a wrestling show. And I said, well, don't worry. Here, here comes the fun part. Uh, Let's hope to like, God they never see a wedding. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right. Uh, so, you know, he comes out, Drexel does, and as, as he has he is wanting to do, destruction ensues. Uh, anything goes. Charlie's too pretty to be hit in the face. And so the chairs are one thing, you know, whatever. Uh, 
biting on the forehead. Okay, okay, okay. When Drexel came up bleeding, um, at first, no big deal, but then he got to our corner and she was like, that's real blood. He's really bleeding. I thought you guys said this was all a show. And I was like, well, I, I've never talked to you before. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, he's definitely bleeding. Yeah, I can't favor you, brother. Uh, and that, it just got progressively more shock and awe from there. By the time she, he pulled out the thumbtacks and poured them onto the mat, she was like, what is that? Diamonds? I'm like, she like, oh, those are thumbtacks. Diamonds. Thumbtacks. Diamonds are forever. And then when they started uh, trading slams into the thumbtacks, her boyfriend was all for it. He was having the time of his life then. Uh, she was gobsmacked in the in the board, and uh, by the time they pulled out the the the, the bat, not your traditional baseball bat, but the big red fucking plastic bat with the tape on it, and the thumbtacks taped to the tape, and then they just started swinging like Mark McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> and Drexel did get a mohawk. Drexel ended up with a mohawk of thumbtacks in one of the coolest pictures uh, I was able to, to see. That's fantastic. Uh, and when they swung it again and the thumbtacks sprayed from the bat to our corner and hit me in the forehead. Yeah. I got a, got a thumbtack to the forehead. I wish it would have stuck. I would have <laughs> sold it. Corey here was yelling, I've been hit. I've been hit. I would have hoped for uh, a little bit of color. And if I was, if I got good color, which it didn't happen, I would have gone to Ulaan uh, and looked for a pay packet. <laughs> but that didn't happen. Uh, she lost her fucking shit. She was, I mean, she was like, remember the first ever show and the, the guy with the date who had clearly never seen pro wrestling before? To the left of us, yep. Yeah, that bug-eyed expression of disbelief. That is second place now to her flipping her shit over what is happening in this match. I loved it. It made it so performing. I mean, it it added a star to the fucking match. Uh, So much fun. She she had to go. She even admitted it to me. She uh, after this was intermission. She had to go calm down outside a little bit after that match. It's like she couldn't believe what she was seeing. This, this she happened. needed a cigarette, huh? Possibly. Either that or <laughs> fucking call her therapist. Uh, it was it was traumatic. Uh, could have been the drinks. But it was fun as hell because of that. <laughs> it was great. Bravo to I, both, man. I had a, it was a fun match. It was my match of the night as well. Um, just the chaos of just the... You know, they got the chairs, Drexel's bleeding like a ton, and then the the tax came out of nowhere. Um Corey yelling, I've been hit, I've been hit. Um, <laughs> I was I thinking been, he's got I have but one regret, Joe. That this lady came to this show a month too late and didn't get to experience yeah. funny. The barbed wire His- stuff, yeah. That would have been uh, even better. She, I don't, I don't know that she could have handled that. 
I mean, baptism by fire, gentlemen. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> did you at any point did you at any point pull up Nick Gage on your phone and show her some death matches? Should have. Well, let me show you this guy. Uh, <laughs> Dan, that would have been funny. Um, no, it was a. It, uh, it was a fun match. I had a coworker of mine who now told me that he was sitting across from me at the uh, ringside. And yeah. he was just, uh, he laughed after this because he had a long day at work and just, he couldn't keep his, uh, he just needed to go. Um, but he was with the, his, his girlfriend and she was like, oh, wow, it's real blood. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, oh, well, I thought it was the fake blood in the beginning of the match. And he's like, no, that's just been all real blood the whole time. Yeah. Now you know. Now you know. Uh, we go to intermission, then when we come... Let me get my notes. Here we go. When we come <laughs> back... Yeah. Yeah, Drexel, uh, yeah, uh, by the way, Drexel wins via the fact that he puts uh, Charlie in the crossface and puts the bat near his face, and he instantly taps. You know, again, he needs to start doing the... Before the match even begins, you know the rule number one. Can't touch this face. So come back. We get a debut. We have Maserati taking on Amira. Hold on, hold on. First of all, Joe, it's the Tower of Power, Amira. I'll put that down into my notes for next time. Which is fantastic. As she takes on Maserati. Uh, Corey, what do you think of Maserati? I dug Maserati. She was fun. I did too. She had a lot of like She'd like go in and out of the ring. She had a lot of attitude and charisma. Yeah, I dug Maserati. Yeah, I really did yeah. too. Yeah, uh, for me, kind of watching it, it seems sort of like like crazy Daffy vibes a little bit. Mm, no, I mean she, she had a lot. Yeah, she had a lot of charisma. Uh, mm-hmm. so she's way yeah. ahead of the game that part she really did she it was it was that fun thing of like her you know the match about to begin and then she rolls outside okay i'll come okay. back in yeah keep going Ro- you know rolls back outside amira goes outside she goes back inside all right seriously let's do this rolls back outside but, but joe yes i'm gonna need you and me to step back from it i'm gonna need mike to speak on the defense of, of Sir Caden Cassidy and he was done wrong in this match. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand, man. This this jobber ass referee here. I don't the fuck is this idiot doing, man? Caden <laughs> like here's the thing, man. I love Amira. Amira's fucking awesome, right? Like yeah. number one probably female wrestler in pal. Like it's just her territory. I'm a big Caden guy. Caden's my dude, right? He yep. he was simply making sure Amira was okay. That's all he was doing. And this jobber-ass referee, for no damn reason, apparently taking cues from old uh, got-goozled Brian Zane, threw him out of the match for no damn reason. Well, I'll tell you what. I can tell you what happened since I was there. I'll tell you what happened. Amira, she made a, a, a mistake. She pulled the Shawn Michaels current hitting. She was chewing gum during the match. What happened? I think she started choking on it. So Caden, he knows how to help that shit. He was, he was pushing her throat down on the rope. 
to try to dislodge the gum that had become lodged in her throat. He was I mean, giving perfect. her CPR. He was helping her. He was like, the Heimlich. It's a rough version of the Heimlich, okay? Well, like, the Heimlich is, you know, it's it's when the the food is lower in the esophagus. When it's that close to the mouth, you just push on the throat. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect medical advice. Yeah. And then the second time, he was outside. He was going to help her in. He was taking her to where he thought there were steps, but there were no steps. And he, she actually, he tripped a little. She accidentally brushed the post. It wasn't that bad. Um, and then the ref lost his shit. I just, I, you know, what are we doing with these refs here, man? We, we gotta get some, what is this, Pac-12 in this pitch? What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> no. Anyway, Amira. <laughs> Joe, Joe not buying any of that. Joe just pulled a jet from five years ago. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Heat seeker to the face? Heat seeker to the face. <laughs> Um, anyway, Amira gets the victory here. Uh, a miscarriage of justice. Cut. A miscarriage of justice. However, <laughs> going with her gimmick now, which I love, uh, she gets the, uh, the, uh, Amira strongest slam. Yeah. I was like, what? Which is fantastic. She should come out to Mark. Somebody go and get the ass kicked. I mean, she is swole up. The gimmick works, so. Six mafia. <laughs> Beat them up. <laughs> All right, let's see. Our next match is an open challenge for the POW Tag Team Championships, as it's those Hammer Brothers. Those Entertainment's favorite tag team, the Hammer Brothers. Oh, no, Last time where, I... This is where uh, the people next to me lost their shit again, but in a good way. They <laughs> love the fucking Hammer Brothers. And this is when I knew that she had had enough to drink because she <laughs> are they a real construction company? <laughs> They've got a work table over there at the merch stand. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the uh, oh my god, that's so they just like their merch table needs to just be like a door on top of sawhorses. <laughs> yeah, awesome. but like, like the Hammer Brothers are so over like it is because like we'll get to it in a second the team that comes out is very popular and they weren't close nope it, that was the loudest pop i think i've i'll be honest i've been to the majority of power shows not all of them mm. but i think that's the loudest but i think that outdoes any of funny bones huge pops that's a loudest I pop th- i've heard was that i one think so i want time. you know I will say this about the Hammer Brothers is I think their their biggest pop was last at the last show. It was yeah. big. It was still it was still loud, but this last the last show was a lot louder than uh, this one. I just need Stevie, the wonderful ring announcer, to start announcing them as No Cell Entertainment's favorite tag team. How about that, new? That would be a yeah. care justice as well. <laughs> also, also I knew I knew uh, you know. Uh, Corey's uh, companion on the side was uh, a little had too much when she said that she actually liked the Hammer Brothers. Yeah, that was the first key. I was like, okay, you're obviously <laughs> altered judgment. Something, something's wrong here. In fact, I can only assume from the pop that we heard that the entire building was drunk off their ass, <laughs> including the kids. <laughs> yes, because because the Hammer Brothers. Uh, 
or, or very early. Uh, we're currently ranking uh, 999 on the list of no solo entertainment's all time favorite tackles. That's right. Weird. No, no, no. The I hammers. I mean, got, the list is online. We could find it right now. I mean, it's it's, it's 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 like dedicated facts. We can find it. I don't like that. Nope, I don't like it. It was an open challenge, guys, and we're you know we're going into it. Maybe might maybe the flaming aces because they only have they were going to do the lie detector test and. But we talked about last week how we hope they wouldn't, you know, that they would uh, don't push it, don't shoot it, you know, don't go too early on that one. Well, well, we got swerved as the team that came out was C. Four. Thank you. Uh, Guillermo Rosa and Cody Chun. I was like, hell yeah. But then I was like, this is weird. Face versus face. Kind of making C4 the... Uh, the hill for the match because they were not going to get cheered against uh, no, <laughs> no matter what you do. Uh, well, they played the they played the heel team, you know. It's the dude. What are they going to um, get more corners? They're so over. Did he remember like when Hillbilly Jim got so over in '85? They just brought a whole fleet of, of hillbillies to the WWF. He had like Uncle Elmer and and fucking cousin <laughs> Curly Joe or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> are you asking where the other? Or wait, are you asking for when all the other hammers are gonna be showing up or C fours? Where's their brother Armin gonna show up? Uh, uh, have Uncle BP. Uncle MC. Uh, Uncle, well, we, we already know about him. He'll do anything for a buck, so he'll probably be there soon. But Uncle BP, short for ball pin. Uh, <laughs> when are they gonna show up, dude? We need more hammers. Milk it until it's done. WWF that shit. Have a gaggle of Hammer Brothers. What are you, what are you trying to say, Corey? You know? Milk it as much as you can. He's saying, Joe, that Corey is a Hammer Brother for life. Oh, no, no, no. I can't stand him. But if they're over, fucking milk it. Okay. Much like Joe's prostate. <laughs> what? Wait, who's, who's prostate? Hey, don't ever mind that. Uh, Dude, I was glad to see four back. Man, yeah, I was glad. Like, I don't want to go. Like, this match was fantastic, but like, I was just sitting here thinking about this. Like, the incredible, like, incredible amount of tag team talent, which we're gonna get to at the end of this match. In Pow is insane. Like, it's insane how much talent is here in the tag team division. Oh, I love it. I, you are correct, sir, and I love it. I, 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 once C4 came <laughs> back, I'm like, oh, snap. And then what happens after? I was like, <laughs> I had to, I had to hold Corey down, so. You gonna finish the match, though, Joe? Or <laughs> I was, yeah, I was going to. Um, Ham Brothers do defeat C4. Um, overall, it was a great match, but. Between the two teams, uh, it was that you know. I can never remember, dude. Can you guys remember? Can you help me out? Which hammer is not the big one? That's Jack Sledge. Jack's the small one. Jack. Yeah. That dude yeah. works his ass off in these fucking matches. Yep. Mm-hmm. That dude. I mean, he was 
he looked like he just ran or swam through a fucking ocean by the time that match was over. He was dripping wet from every orifice. When he was standing there while they were doing a promo, water was just pouring off his elbow. <laughs> it was like, Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, you got a pack of lunch. The blue collar for a reason. Well, C4 loses, which we knew would happen, but good to see him. Yeah, it was good to see him. It's that surprising thing of, like, um, how it's that crazy thing seeing them at when if you go to Defy and how they're so they're, they're over at Defy and then they come to POW and they get a good pop, but it's like you can hear like the people chanting like Cody, Cody, Cody fucking Chun or freaking Chun at the at this show. But it's just like it's that it's just that weird thing to see the dynamic of seeing them at one company and how they can be over and then they go to another one and they're not as over as they are at the other one. They're also barely here ever anymore. Yeah. Um but after the well, match, though, what's that? More importantly, <laughs> after the match, though, uh, music hits and we don't know who it is until the Midnight Heat come out. Fuck yes! And uh, oh, the promo they cut on the Hammers and about and how they are the, you know, they are the Pacific Northwest. It was a great promo, except for this jackass crowd trying to hijack it and blew them out of there. Well, they they uh they own the the crowd on that on that when they try to hijack it. Um, Midnight Heat talks about how they need those titles from. And should have. And they should. Uh, however, at next month's show, they will have they lay down a special challenge for uh, the Hammers for next month as they have two uh two people. Going to be taking on the hammers next month. Interesting. I don't know. It's interesting, yeah. And then we go from uh, that tag match to another tag match as it's Stephen Bradley and Frankie Dove su- surprisingly defeating the Academy in a pretty quick match. You're telling me. I went to go get a drink. Uh, I heard got a Pepsi real quick. By the time I came back, the match was over. I didn't see a damn bit of it. But yeah, whatever. Uh, you know what a what a quick match, and you know, good for uh, Bradley and Dove because you know they you know finally get the victory since this feud of these two teams has been going on for a while. So it wouldn't surprise me if we have another match down the line. I just love when they came out like there's an audible like read that book chant, which I'm so here for. Right. I yeah I asked him why didn't he do, and he said that uh. Everyone wasn't uh, wasn't deserving. Uh, this crowd in particular, yeah, it's the one. This wasn't my favorite crowd. Shall we get to the main event? Oh, sure. Okay. Um, our main event. It's the Blanchards taking on Brother Levi Shapiro and Zicky Dice for both. The Wrestling Regret YouTube title and the POW Championship 
I, I got to say this. Uh, first of all, before we get to the match, which it's going to be a, a breakdown of epic proportions, uh, I, I believe you're on the podcast. I mean, you can call them which one, but I think I, I'm i going to refer to him as Good Brother Levi. Not right. just Brother okay. Levi. Good, good Brother Levi. Levi. Got it. As um, during the match, Bubba is overexcited and he's laying haymakers on everyone that he actually turns around and punches the ref. And then the match continues as we get run out by other refs. My uh, the, maybe not the best move in a, in a match where if you lose, you have to leave the company, but okay. However, Probably. the Blanch, uh, Blanchards hit a double spear. And for the victory, they win. They each get a title. Celebrate. That's it. Good night. <laughs> Go to our next show. It's uh, 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 next month at Pumping the Nights Part 2, Dig Your Grave. Uh, and and then, That's gentlemen. Uh, That's it, right? We win. Uh, Blanchard's win, baby. Our favorite referee here at No Entertainment. Not really. Uh, old Benjamin uh, wakes the fuck up. And uh, what happens next, Joe? He he tells them that they won, and you know they. Joe, you they can't stay. change history. You can't change history. Benjamin wakes up and tells the other ref that hey, uh, that about the fact that uh, I'm in church here. This is my match. <laughs> oh y'all. Uh, is <laughs> that a uh, ref wakes up, tells how the Blanchards are DQ'd and are now must leave Pow Pro Wrestling. Tell me a lie. I don't remember the rest of the song. I, I mean, I do. It. it goes, uh, na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. They're gone. Shut your mouth. This is you shut your mouth. Good, uh, good brother Levi doing the Lord's work, kicking them fucking Blanchards out of here. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> now I'm torn. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh,. You nailed it right there. But uh, as a <laughs> as a proud resident and purveyor of, of Blanchard Country, uh, which I'm not moving, it's still Blanchard <laughs> Country, uh, this was a tough pill to swallow for me. Apparently not for Jeremy Blanchard, who left the ring almost immediately. <laughs> was, in a, was in a cab by the time I got done with the sentence. Uh, yeah, no, this, uh, damn it. But then again, like what well, Joe, what's one of your favorite sayings? <laughs> one uh, can't grieve forever. One can't grieve forever. Because goddamn, I am enjoying Zicky Dice and Good Brother Levi. Yeah, <laughs> I am as well. <laughs> We're hopping on the, the the Enterprise, baby. I still live in Blanchard Country, <laughs> but I can see on a clear day those neon <laughs> lights from Atlantisly Sin City. And uh, looks fun over there. Just to say that. Yeah, I think we're gonna take a little uh, cab over there. You know, yeah, we're gonna take a little trip down there for a bit. You know, we're gonna go a little. We're gonna go a little uh, a bender. You know, see what I, happens. I don't know that I can party with Zicky. I don't think my body can handle it. Oh, I could. I would die. I could. Joe, you can't eat hot wings. You ain't used to that, Joe. Me and Devin could hang out with Zicky. It'd be all right. It'd be fine. Well, 
after the match, they sing, you know, na na na, hey hey, goodbye to the Blanchards, and then well, they, one Bron- they, they sing it to Bubba. Let's be fair. Oh, to Bubba. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy left faster than Earl Hebner in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> then after the after that, one Brian Zane has to get on the mic, and he pr- uh put. Pr- Puts good brother Levi in a fatal four-way at the next show. Yeah. As he'll be taking on Chris Brady, Sonico, and Alan Angels. God damn, they're bringing in past members of the Dark Order to try to screw over good brother Levi. Unacceptable. And then Zane put Zicky in a match with Drexel, but it's a casket match. Oh yeah! By the way, the uh, the couple next to me when they said it was a casket match, like she's like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "Well, you have to beat your opponent down, shove him into a casket, and shut it." And she just had her. You would have had to pick her jaw up off the floor by this point. I mean, she was three sheets to the wind too, but she could not fathom this kind of match. She, I, I mean, I could literally look in her eyes, dude, oh. and I see the math equations on the chalkboard. She's trying to figure out, wait a minute, you put them in a casket and close it? It was wonderful. Again, I really enjoyed talking to them. Man. Good people. Made the night a lot funner for me than normal because, like I said, I just, there was a weird feeling to me about this show and the, the ambiance inside World Pies. And that couple actually did a lot to to help me enjoy this more than I probably would have just mm-hmm. due to the, you know, the action was fine. Um, again, again, it, it was another fun night. You want, you, you guys, pe- people have to come to these shows cause it's fun. Um, you know, it's a monthly, you know, show and the storylines go through to each show and it makes sense. It's no, you know, it's no, none of that. Um, you know, we're tired of it after, you know, two shows like a WWE would be doing or something. Oh, I mean, if you want to, if you want to just jump to the next topic real quick, dude, that same night, the rock was on SmackDown and I couldn't be half-assed to even watch a clip of it. At rock being on SmackDown, it's just the same shtick they've been doing with awesome theory for the past year and a half. Hey, we have someone coming back. Who can they beat up? The only problem is each time they do it, he gets progressively less over. Yeah. Which I'm like sure it's not possible, but it's not, it's not building off in theory. He's good in these segments. And Matthew's fine. Rock. Terrible. Have it anymore. Like, yeah. I mean, it, you know. Apparently did a very, very good rating, but. What has the most, like, um, you know, got like over a million views somewhere. So it's just like, hey, look, you, when you have somebody who is a star that can give you views. The only problem um, is they look at that and they go, you're right. Let's bring back more old stars. When the answer is you're right, let's create more stars like that. Yeah. Yep. However. You can get your uh, tickets now for Pals Pro Wrestling's next show, Bump in the Nights, Part 2, 
dig your grave. As what I said, currently we have fucking show. Why? And what a great name for a show. Right. Especially uh, the poster. Thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Get your tickets now. Door uh at uh, powerprowrestling.com or uh, powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com or eventbrite.com. The event, Eventbrite app, look for Power Pro Wrestling. Um, the poster looks awesome. You've seen it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Uh, Who take- does their artwork for the shows? Uh, every month it looks cool. I like the yeah. Altered Eagles poster a lot, too. Yeah. The shattered glass with all the wrestlers. This one, it's like Zicky and brother, good brother Levi, and with Drexel in front of a grave with like with the line across with other other wrestlers. That's going to be at the show. Um, but you want to get your tickets now for uh, and like show. like going back to that like uh, couple that was by Corey. Like, I hope more people's first wrestling experience is at a PAL show and not at WWE or AEW. Like, yeah. this is what pro wrestling is. And I hope more people experience this first before they see the other stuff. Right. Yeah, no, it was... It was yeah, I agree. Okay. Again, get your bump in the night part two, dig your grave on Friday, the, for October, Friday the 13th. Yeah, I'm, I'm having one. Long day. Uh, uh, get your tickets at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Also, that following week on October 20th at the Art House After Dark, they will be. It's going to be showing you the best in retro horror and cult cinema, as they're opening and starting it off with Friday the 13th. It's classic. The original, I believe, right? Yep. You are correct, sir. It was cool, first, dude. The first one. The trailer yeah. before the show started, it was cool. Then they showed the trailer and the intermission, all that stuff. It was so cool. Uh, you can get your tickets at eugeneearthouse.com forward slash movie forward slash Friday the 13th. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen the first Friday the 13th movie in its entirety. Well, oh, yeah? I know a great place where you can do it. I'm trying to think. I don't think I ever have i've seen like random ones after the first one like in their entirety but never never actually seen the first one (laughs) i'm i'm more of a michael myers type of guy so i've seen all those back and forth but uh the friday 13th or nightmares i've seen but i'm you know i'm lagging more like one each instead of like no i get confused is friday 13th is that jason yes okay you're correct then nightmares. Friday. I always get that one in Halloween mixed up by which one is which. <laughs> oh yeah, Michael Myers is Halloween, so. Um, yeah, Byron? I've seen. Ours. <laughs> oh, that he's also awesome. That's, that's what I thought. No, that's the uh, yeah. <laughs> what if that's like Again, what he does when he's not killing teenagers? He's just a fucking British spy. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Nobody would ever figure it out. That's the movie I want to see. That's the crossover the world needs. Have Have you seen Baby Driver? Yes. No. It's a no. fucking fantastic movie. It's a fantastic it movie. Old, rapey Kevin Spacey's in it. It's a phenomenal movie. 
the best part is they are going to rob a bank and it's the classic, hey, we need masks. Okay, I'll get Michael Myers masks. And then they show them and it's Austin Powers masks. Oh, I saw that. I read something about that. Did you ever read that story? No. But they were supposed to get Mike, Michael Myers from Halloween, but they goofed up and accidentally got the Mike Myers ones. So they yeah. called him and got his permission to use them in the movie because it's his likeness. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, but again, so Corey, get- you've never seen the movie Baby Driver? Nope. So you specifically would love it. The whole thing is edited to be in time with the background music. Oh. Like, the editing is absolutely incredible in that movie. I'm down for that. I'm down for the baby driver. Uh, I would Uh, highly recommend you watching that, because it is up your alley, sir. I like my alley. (laughs) We're going to get up it in a minute, so. Whoa. Right? No? Okay. Again, EugeneArthouse.com. Look for the eugeneharthouse.com forward slash movie forward slash Friday 13th and get your tickets for October 20th, Friday the 13th. And then uh, Pow Pro Wrestling Bump of the Nights Part 2, Dig Your Own Grave at eventbrite.eventbrite.com. Overall, you don't want to miss out. These are fun shows. Bring the kids. Uh, the my coworker brought up how it was funny that he uh he was watching young kids flip off people in front. <laughs> yeah, the little girl on the other side flipped off. Um, I think it was Maserati. It's somebody after their match. Oh, Ma- it just- was Maserati. Cause she stole her sign or something and ripped yeah. her sign up, and then she just and flipped the her off. Just stood up and flashed that finger right at her. I was like, ha. That's a, I like the cut of that girl's jib. <laughs> but you don't want to miss out when you, you want to get your tickets now. Um, quick, quick hits notes. Roxina was on Raw. Best ratings ever for SmackDown in a long time because of The Rock. Um, then we got. Uh, uh, hold on. Just to say one thing about this. Yes. I don't blame them. They're stars. And I'll tell you this, guys, if they do Rock versus Roman at Mania, because it looks like they will, because this strike ain't going nowhere. Um, no. <laughs> uh, it's going to make $110 bajillion dollars for 100%. WWE or for TKO. For TKO. <laughs> and and crowd the, the WrestleMania crowd is going to be rabid for it. It's one of the few dream matches that are actually left. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I couldn't give one single solitary fuck. Uh, it's going to be a shitty match. Yeah, oh yeah, because he's fuck 51. Uh, they ain't good, but I mean, you know what? It's going to make a ton of money. Well, they, Did you they, see the uh, everybody photoshopping Co- Cody and the punk thing? Yeah. <laughs> Pipe so like, The fact that Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne is in the main event next year pisses me off. <laughs> hey, Look at the bright side, Cody. You can finish the story by beating Rollins in part four of your trilogy for the uh, for the make believe gold belt. Uh, I hope he loses that match too. I hope he. Ne- I hope Cody Rhodes in his entire life never wins a heavyweight championship that matters. I don't think his ego would allow it. I know. But maybe Triple H would be like, "Ha, huh, you gonna break a throne, motherfucker? You don't get to win shit ever. Fuck you." I mean, 
he did come from the from the loins of the American dream, who had quite the ego. Uh, so yeah, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I agree, but I just think the story of Cody never winning is such a great. It's like it's like the Taker streak. Like you can never tell it again with anybody. There's yeah. one one way you can tell it, and if you do it differently, it fucking ruins the whole thing. And by the way, Rock and Roman doesn't need a title anyway. But I, I let me say this: I don't care what anybody says. I'm still taking a victory lap over Mania. Everything they've done in that company could have uh, would have been better with Cody as champ. The feud with Brock would have been hotter with the title. The bloodline drama didn't need the title. the The title in the bloodline drama is the fucking tribal chief title. Mm-hmm. Ain't about the belt. Everything they've done this year would have been better with the other alternative version with Cody winning. I still believe that. I'll stand by it. And then they haven't done a damn thing business-wise to show me that I was wrong either. I have a question for you guys before we move on. <clears throat> How do you guys feel about uh, a McMahon no longer owning WWE? It's a huge, it's a huge thing, man. It's, we talked about it last week on the, on the show, me and Joe. I, I look, and there's, it's not apples for apples, but I see quite a few similarities between WWE today and WCW in 98. Mm-hmm. A bloated company making money hand over fist. Uh, and then another company takes over. And while this company doesn't openly disdain it, because, I mean, they bought it because it's making money hand over fist. It's a, it's a great deal for them. But I will never believe that company is going to value them half as much as they do UFC. And uh, I just see a lot of similarities, man. As long as they've got that Saudi deal, they're making money hand over fist. It's all gravy. But that ain't going to last forever. And then we'll see what happens. I uh, I was thinking about something like uh, people are a lot of people are like talking about how it's the end of an era. And it, it is to a point, but really, like when you think of a you know either Vince Senior or Vince Junior owning this company, it hasn't been like your mom and pop isn't the right word, but like your stereotypical wrestling promotion. Since it went public, like once it went public in '99 as an IPO, it's it ceased being the McMahon-owned wrestling company became, you know, the entertainment thing that it is now. So like, for over 20 years, I don't think it's been what people think they're losing. But he was still the majority owner until Tuesday of last week. That part never changed. Now. So I heard some guy say this last week, and I never thought about it this way, but it hit home with me more than it'll hit home with you guys. But it's absolutely true. And whoever it was, I wish I could remember who they were. I'd credit them. It was a great statement. They're like, I don't. He's like, what I realize is that forget that it's no longer a McMahon owning the ter- uh that, but think about it. It's officially the death of the territories. Because New York was a territory. He gobbled them all up. He owned all of them. And now with it ceasing to be what it was, the official death of the territories. 
There's not one single one left from that old time. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. And I was like, God damn, that's a great point. And it kind of hit me a little. I was like, God damn, I'm really sad now. Uh, and I, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen when I said, but mark my words, man. It's without as creepy as he is and as fucking reprehensible as he is. There's also a sentimentality about the business or at least the business from his father that Vince had. That's gone. The people in charge now. And yeah, but he's like third in control. I also said this last week, what's going to happen when one of the two guys above him tells Vince no? He doesn't like that very much. Um, it's going to be interesting because like, while it like apparently it was mostly a sham, like the board of his own company voted him out. So like, yep. and the board of this company will have absolutely no qualms about doing the same thing. Exactly. And things are going to get hairy for him in the next year. So, well, I mean, no way. they've already started. I mean, they're firing a, just a metric fuck ton of people. So like they've lost over a hundred people already, including Dana warrior. So it's not all bad. Sure. <laughs> grieve. And we're done. And one can't grieve forever. Uh, so like, Anybody who would like have Vince's back or any of his support system like is going to be gone. Yep. Like I uh, Vince McMahon can succeed in a in a business structure if the business is something he built. I don't know that he knows how to be in a corporate structure no. the way that Endeavor is. No. He doesn't play. This is well. gonna be a hard like awakening for him. Oh, it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna, it's gonna it's going to blow up at some point with him. That is going to happen. I don't know when. Oh yeah, no, he, but it's going to happen. He's gonna be fired for sure. Like this is not gonna. This is. I give it maybe a year, if that. The other thing that I was thinking about was this could have long ranging impact on the wrestlers themselves for one reason. One, they're gonna trim the fat. But if you look at the, and I did a little research here, guys. I was intrigued because I do see some similarities to WCW. It scares me. UFC's business model since Endeavor purchased them. They'll pay the tippy-top guys because they're the tippy-top guys who make the money. But they seem like under that regime, they've been kind of open to so just letting the the guys a little underneath, not the tippy top guys, but the guys who are still good and make you know decent. They'll let them walk, go to Bellator or whatever the fuck, so they're yep. not paying them. That's so oh, not like the wrestling business at all. So that's going to be very interesting. It uh, could absolutely so, have long ranging effects on every wrestler. So I'm guessing that Endeavor likes the way that UFC has their pay structure, which is really unfortunate for all the wrestlers here in a second, I'm going to tell you. It's in court documents. It is filed. Uh, UFC caps their talent pay, so all the fighters who make them all the money at 20%. So whatever they make, and they made a record profit last year, not just revenue, profit. Mm -hmm. They only will pay, including the top people, they only pay a max fighter pay of 20% of their revenue. So 80% of it goes back to the company. Of course it does. So check so, this. 
that's going to be rough for the rest of us because you're going to get a lot of pay cuts. Those contracts when they come up are not going. Are, they're not going to be renewed at the rate, and if they're going to be renewed, they're going to be very, very small. And you know what that also means? Those guys lose all of their leverage with Tony Khan. Yep. Because he's not stupid, and he's not going to outbid himself. If he knows they're not going to pay you this, he's not going to offer twice as much. He's look. He gave those ridiculous contracts in 2019 because he fucking had to. Or else he didn't, he didn't have a roster. Mm-hmm. He had to get anybody he could and give them deals WWE couldn't touch. This is a completely different story now. If WWE cuts your balls off financially, I mean, he won't fucking nickel and dime you, but he's not going to give you what you would have gotten if WWE was an actual threat to sign you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like he, it's a big name, but like Adam Cole would make a third of what he makes now if he had come over yeah. any year from now. Hell, anyone, anyone. It, it's it's, and we could talk about the other way. Like uh, from everything I'm hearing, Joe, Jade Cargill is WWE bound, and from what is being thrown about, I haven't heard any dirt she says, but what's being bandied about is that she's got a pretty good money deal. I mean, it's, it's not Charlotte or Becky money, but it's described as a damn good contract for a female on the roster. Um, she must've either they see her as a star or she got lucky. <laughs> she, she's signing in just that really weird time frame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think, I, I think they probably see her as a star. If there I do too. She is a star. Yeah. And she's oh, a, yeah. better for their system because you don't have to be, actually have to have a good match. Yep. You just have to have the star presence. The only problem is she needs a lot of work on a promo. Well, I mean, they can write it for her. So. True, true, true. And, and Cody likes her. And, you know, I'm sure Cody was the huge reason she's there. So. Well, she's got star written all over her. There's no doubt about that. Um, Honestly, I think she is the the failsafe for when Charlotte eventually leaves. Not a bad move. Like they just slide her into Charlotte's position. So here's the thing, though. I was thinking this last week. I don't know if I told you guys this. or I was thinking, oh, or I, I told my son this. I was like, oh, sweet Jesus, though. I just thought of something that could break every record in terms of bad wrestling. Can you imagine... Jade Cargill versus Nia Jax. Why you got to put that on us? I just look. I mean, I, I definitely look- now need to see it. The amount of missed botched moves alone. They're both in. If that match happens, they're both walking out with several injuries. I have no doubt. And then, second of all, why the fuck would you ever? Does Nia Jax bring anything to the table at all in any way, shape, or form? The answer uh, is not, no. not in front of the camera. Maybe behind the scenes, but not in front of the camera. And I mean, it definitely wasn't like the other company was was itching to hire her. <laughs> what? Bring her back? Holy fuck, I can't figure that out. Especially, like, knowing you're bringing in Jade, like... You don't. You don't need Naya. Jesus uh, Christ! What? It was uh, Vince's last move. It's a fitting one. 
Yeah. I just, well, the hill he's going to die on is Nia Jax. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. Anyway. So, yeah, anyway. I think I think JDWE is a, is a net positive deal. I think that's a good move for both sides. They utilized her as much as they could get out of her. She was clearly plateaued in their system. She wasn't going to go any further, and she shouldn't have because she didn't. I, she didn't progress enough to go further. Like you can't I, do anything I, else with her. I question her work, her like desire, or is it just to be famous and have money, or is it actually to be oh. better? Because no, I really think it's to. I think it's to get on TV, which is why she's going to yep. WWE. Yep. That's I the mean, thing. she got booked to win one, lose one match, and left. So. <laughs> right. uh, there's a lot of. It's not known for sure, but there's a lot of scuttlebutt that uh, the con didn't renew because his contracts are just like real sports contracts where there's an option on the on the t- on the company side on mm-hmm. most of his contracts. There's a lot of consternation that he didn't pick up the option, as it were, uh, but not necessarily. I think what people are thinking is that they had a talk, and he knows what her goals are and i think he just decided you know what you're not gonna get it here so i'm declining to renew and you're free to go wherever there's no need to keep her if you if you can't give her what she wants and she's no longer happy there Mm -hmm. i just do any favors she however like the other side to that coin is that she was the biggest star in AEW on the female side. Um, That's you know, even honestly, even bigger than Brit. Like if she made more of a difference than Brit does, she's not that over here. So, and she won't be for a long time. So I don't like. It's not like Cody coming back, right? Like it's not the same thing. That's the so other I don't. Product. I don't know that she knows that she's she's not going to be number one. <laughs> Check this out. This, that's also yeah. She thought she was swimming with sharks. You think Brit's a problem? What's your Charlotte? Yeah. Have you heard of Charlotte Flair? So, like, talk to Rhea about Charlotte Flair. When, when Cody came back, they talked about he ret- the return. He's returned. Mm-hmm. It didn't really mention the other company. Just it's Cody Rhodes and he's returned. How are they going to get her over here without mentioning AEW? She was never anywhere else. Their fans, if they don't watch AEW, they're not going to know her for shit. How are they going to immediately? They can always get her over in time, but how are they going to immediately make it seem important? I'm guessing they'll, like, they'll talk about her, like... Undefeated streak. Her undefeated streak, right, without mentioning a company. I can just hear about... She was a, you know, 18-month champion or whatever. Yeah. Not a bad move. I mean, they should just say AEW. Like, you should just fucking say it. Like, we're not dumb. And And honestly... It's no longer a That's what I was going to say. It's it's not a Vince thing anymore. It doesn't really matter what Vince thinks, so... Well, he still runs the WWE side. I mean... For the most... Important shit, they'll they'll fucking... But in terms of the day-to-day, they're not going to give a fuck about it. But that's the thing. is, like, I wonder if some of these wrestlers are going to be like... Like, let Vince say something. I'll just get his ass fired. I'm like, fuck him. It's not yeah. his company anymore. Let him try to fucking rape me. Whoa. 
Anyway, um, <laughs> full Jeff Mack. Just full Jeff Mack. Where do you want me to go from there? You know? Except the challenge, uh, Pony. Try just to the Helix mattresses. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we're about done. That's really think, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. We're we're ending on that note. But anyway, you can get your tickets now for uh, uh, Pow Pro Wrestling's uh, Bump in the Nights Part 2, Dig Your Grave. And go get your tickets for Art House After Dark's one as they do Friday the 13th on October 20th, a week after Pow Pro Wrestling. At uh, powprowrestling.com, uh, the Eventbrite app. Or go to nosoentertainment.com where you can find the tickets for Pow Pro Wrestling. You can also find all the podcasts and everything that we do for you. Um, I will let you let you know now that uh, basically the last fake movie experts will be coming out next week. I mean, not next week, this week, as uh, I have to get it uh, loaded up. But it will be on this upcoming Friday as we will be talking about Mission Impossible 6 and Mission Impossible 7 Part 1. And then uh, hopefully by next week, I will have the name of our next show that we'll be doing here at No Cell Entertainment. As uh, uh, we just have to, you know, cross some T's and dot some I's on the uh, namesake and just verify that's what we want to go with. Um, I gave Corey the hint on what it is and just got to make sure it's the way to go. I guess my guess is that when you said all the crossing, it's, it's convincing Ricky to go along with it. Bingo. That's that's, right. that's what it is. But uh Well if it's listen. not big trouble little podcast, who gives a shit? Right, that's what I say. But we'll see what we're doing. Um But again, you can go to no sewingtable.com and find everything that we do for you. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. 